0: Guess who's back in town?
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back. The soothing sounds of Franchise Fanatics I am your current host, Ryan Katmeyer.
2: And I am your past, present, and future host, Cody Lindley. Thank you for joining us for this episode.
1: It's officially past uh, Halloween, so we've already transitioned over to Christmas. What's scarier than that? But before we get to anything that's spooky (laughs) or other holiday related, we need to get to my favorite holiday Hanging out with Andrew Robinson, my dear, <laughs> dear sweet friend. <laughs> the spookiest
0: of seasons, Christmas. You know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Also, what are you? I, you make it sound like we're about to start a Christmas franchise. We're yeah. finishing a horror franchise. We've just I, gone past.
1: <laughs> I know it's it's because today is November sixth, and it's past Halloween. And you said I'm the the host of past. Like, it, it remind me of the three ghosts from A Christmas Story. Yeah, got it. Past, Christmas present Christmas future. But anyways, <laughs> wait, we're not here wait. to talk about a Christmas story. We're here to talk. That's about also
2: not the name of the Christmas Is that you'll shoot out your eye.
1: Christmas okay, Carol. What's the name of it? Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. I'm not. <laughs> I'm three not spirits of a, a Christmas story. Do I, what, do I, what do I freaking look like Adele over here?
2: they uh, come on Andrew. my own
1: podcast to get fact checked, by the way. <laughs> no, you guys are totally right. Who I'm sorry, are you anyway? Dak Shepard? <laughs> Absolutely um, fucking An- not. I'm not Dak <laughs> Shepard. Don't say that shit again.
2: Andrew, thank you for joining us for our season one finale episode oh. where we are discussing uh, Poltergeist 3.
0: Yes. Thanks for having me. Um, I was telling y'all I had no idea that Poltergeist was a franchise, let alone that it had a third. I assumed it was a standalone <laughs> movie. So
2: I, wow. I also thought there was one, two, and the remake, which we're not we're not covering the remake. It's just apparently not a very good movie and it's shot for shot. So we decided. We looked at this a calendar and said, we're already into November, Ryan's favorite holiday talk. Uh so <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, for those of okay, you that know, don't know, it is uh, November 6th,
1: 2023. <laughs> yeah. Since y'all weren't p- picking up what I was putting down, I was saying what was spooky is that we had already gone to Christmas, even though we're just past Halloween. We're still 19 days, <laughs> uh, 17 days away from Thanksgiving. Anyways. Anyways, <sighs> but uh, I did mention. Ro- welcome to the Comedy Central <laughs> roast of Ryan Catmire. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, I did mention it's our season one finale. So uh, this is going to come out and then we're going to take a couple of weeks break um, just as some life stuff happens. And then we'll be coming back early. I don't think we have a definitive date. Keep an eye on the Instagram, but it'll probably be the first or second week of December. And we'll be kicking off with a Christmas franchise, Ooh. which we already know what we're doing. Right. Ryan, should we tell the folks as a season two teaser?
1: Sure. Yeah. teaser.
2: doing. We're doing Home Alone,
1: <laughs> jingle all the way. Heck yeah! Which is <laughs> going to be nuts. That that's franchise.
2: That's also going to go beyond Christmas because there's like five movies in that franchise now. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So, but back to now. Back to this moment. We're finishing up the Poltergeist franchise. Talking about Poltergeist three. Um, but before we can dive into all of that, um, our sponsors are probably so mad that we haven't already talked about them. Ryan, can you can you talk about who's sponsoring yeah. us today? That's why you get the big backstack.
1: I'm currently getting choked out by our sponsor <laughs> um, today. OK, so part of the reason Cody mentioned we're taking a quick break. Part of the reason we're taking a quick break is because we have to. um Get some uh, get, get some legal things in order, because uh, <laughs> we have our, our first actual sponsor, and it's a huge sponsor. Today, we are sponsored by Spot Hero. Find <laughs> easy and convenient parking so you don't have to go into any spooky parking garages with little <laughs> puddles that turn into interdimensional uh, primordial soups. Yeah.
2: Man, I wish Spot Hero was awesome on the R way in real life, but... Uh, <laughs> you know that's a good one that's a great one I'm gonna go um I'm gonna go cracks that run the entire building (laughs) (laughs) that's who's sponsoring us today um Andrew yeah I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna go with corpses exploding with alive humans (laughs) sponsoring (laughs) us today (laughs) the classic business model
2: oh my goodness uh yeah yeah. (laughs) oh no not again andrew dive right into your initial thoughts yeah <laughs> so
0: i watched one i've seen one before classic uh i've seen two a long time ago but i didn't rewatch it honestly i listened to your guys podcast felt like i got the gist um and then this third one initial thoughts Um, a lot of like the, uh, spooky poltergeist stuff I thought was fun. Like a lot of the, you know, like the body horror stuff that they were messing with was cool. Um, a lot of the sort of like snowy special effects that they were using throughout also cool. There was a lot of mirror play, a lot of mirrors. Um, and there was some like spooky things. I honestly had like a pretty fun time watching, but I did take like four or five breaks where I was just. (laughs) I was watching it in my bedroom, my wife's in the living room, and I would just like pause it for, you know, a little bit, go out into the living room, they were watching a different movie, come back and revisit it, and that viewing experience was fairly nice. So, <laughs> I enjoyed the breaks to kind of chop up the only 90-minute movie that it was.
2: Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Ryan, what what you thinking when you were watching Poltergeist 3? I love, I love a movie that takes place in Chicago, uh, so that's always a, a leg up on any film. Um, yeah, this movie, I, I, I'm i glad it kind of went back to, like, the roots, like Andrew was saying, like, you know, some of the more practical effects, like, quite literally, smoke and mirrors, I think, uh, have been used for a lot of this, so, you know, there's a lot of cool practical effects from Poltergeist 1, which we talked about, so that was cool. Um, the plot here was a little bit cooler, too, because it was kind of like what's going on with everyone. And, you know, it is creepy to think like, you know, your loved ones come back and all of a sudden, like, you don't know it. But like they're very demon like in a lot of ways and like acting nefariously. So, yeah, I thought this was like, you know, we talked about how too, it's like what what genre were they even going for? And uh, mm-hmm. this one, it does seem mm-hmm. like they're kind of getting back to being. um you know, a, a strict horror movie. And it's also interesting to see a third movie that has just one legacy character, which I guess is like not uncommon for horror, but hasn't been common for poltergeist, at least. So, um yeah, I, I thought this movie was good. I would say it's like worth a, a watch. You know, I don't know if I'll like revisit it all the time um, like I would like the first one. But yeah, I thought this movie was cool. What do you think, Cody?
2: Yeah, I um I I definitely had a good time. It was a fun time. We get into the spookums nice and quick. Um, I actually I think a lot of the new actors are pretty good Laura Flynn Boyle. Uh, the parents very fun. Um, the one thing is I think it falls apart a little in the third act, but I know that's due to some production issues that I'll briefly touch on. But Ryan, I think you know more about so we may touch on them later, but like uh, a couple of deaths in the cast because there's just some moments that I really like that they kind of never re- really revisit and then it takes them a while. They do like a they do like one too many fake out endings for me towards the end, but overall mm. super fun. Just like you said, definitely watch it. It's fun. It, it recaptures the humor of the first one a bit too. Like, um, not necessarily in that, the the way the parents were, but in the way that like they bring in this therapist, who's kind of a very much a comic relief character throughout that. I, I really enjoyed. Um, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, overall, fun. We'll get into the recap rating later. But yeah, we I'm going to dive in straight to the character. Since we mentioned it, Carol Ann's back. Um, actually, I think like the most personality we've gotten from her, because obviously mm-hmm. she's a bit older, not as young of a kid. Um, I do miss. I guess I'll lump them in. I do miss the family from the first mm-hmm. couple of movies, but um like plot reasons make sense. You know, they sent her away to live with someone while they kind of try to figure some stuff out, but Carol Ann's back. Um, yeah. And I thought, I thought, you know, she did a good job a little bit older, a little bit, not just creepy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm curious too, with the family. And I don't know if either of you know, if it, if originally when they signed up for poltergeist one, if they were contractually bound for any sequels or, if they all I think I remember you guys stating that some of them decided to do number two after reading the script, which is kind of funny, uh, but then decide not to do number three, maybe because number two didn't receive wasn't well received. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious, like contractually, maybe they just were like, oh, one's a hit. Let's make these, you know, sequel and then make it into a trilogy. And then the, you know, older adults were like, I'm not participating. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: they were like, no, thank you. <laughs> Or I wonder if the script was just written first and it was like, no, she's staying with other people in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which I did. I did enjoy a lot of the new dynamics that they play with there. I mean, like one thing that y'all had hit on with the first one is that family dynamic is really cool with like the dad and the mom, you know, dad instantly believing what's going on. There's no sort of like, oh, you're crazy. You know, I don't you know, this isn't happening. It's just they jump right into it, which I really enjoy. And then kind of on the inverse with the aunt and uncle, you have them just like, you know, totally freaking out. This isn't happening. Also, and then, then, then they jump towards the end of being like, I think the aunt says in the elevator, like as they think it's all done, I'm going to pack up Carol Ann's things. We're shipping her back. Oh. <laughs> you know, we're shipping yeah. her back to my sister. Like, I'm done with this kid. That
2: demon child, yeah. I think they call her. Yeah, she calls just, her. I thought that was just so funny. I mean,
0: just to be an aunt that just her character arc is just loving her niece.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For it, it's so interesting, too, because then like a minute after she says all that, like when she realizes it's not over She's like talking to Caroline and she's like, I, I love you. Like, I love you so much. And It's <laughs> yeah. like you were just talking about like basically like shoving her in a shipping box. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Which comes out of nowhere. Like we get they focus a little bit more on like the uncle, the step uncle, who's like, yeah, of course we really have you here. And we love having you here. And the relationship of like the cousin. um, But the the aunt's really not too explored. And then all of a sudden she's like. I can't wait to get rid of her. And like, I know mm. me and Ryan texted about this on the on the offsides. Uh, we were like, I was like, why the aunt hate her so much? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think it's just that like the family's supposed to be split because like Tangina warns them of that. And I was like, I guess so. But it makes no sense. And then for her to immediately be like, just kidding. I love you. I love I was like, that feels so fake. <laughs> um. So the aunt great actress confusingly written. Is what I'll say about her.
0: Yeah, definitely. Her sort of guiding, you know, light is like she's got her art, you know, gallery and it's the opening and whatever. And then the dynamic between her, even in her and her daughter, there's just no real relationship there. And then same with like Carol Ann. Then they just pivot her to be sort of the separation of her and her husband of, OK, she's on one side with Carol Ann. He's on the other. And that's like the strife that, you know, the Rev is Reverend Kane is really dividing them.
2: Yeah. Ryan, any other characters you
1: want to, you want to hop in? Any, any other character? Well, are we talking about... Well, we have uh, other characters for sure. But I didn't know if you wanted to yeah. talk about the
2: aunt more or move on to it. I, a, just, a I, new I one. really love
1: Nancy Allen. Um, she's also... Mm-hmm. She's in the Robocop movies. She's in Carrie. Uh, great, great actress. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the role, like, was... Yeah, it was written in a way that it's just like... And, like, they kept... Call, like referring to her by her name and everything and i was like so what's the, like the dynamic here is she like a stepmom to the daughter or is like he new in the picture like i don't really i don't really understand um and like yeah it just never seemed like both of them never really seemed to have like a lot of actual concern about like their kids it was more they they were like concerned that they were going to have to continue dealing with like the disappearance of their daughter and niece more than, like, it was more of like the inconvenience of them not being able to stay at their party that they, they were worried about. Uh, yeah. So that was like a pretty uh, stark departure from the parents of one and two. I thought getting upstairs sounds great. that mind. Packing up everything that belongs to that little brat and sending her home to my sister.
2: Yeah, I mean the the uncle is the one too, who is definitely Carol Ann's like the non-related one to her. You mm-hmm. know what okay. I mean? Yeah. At yeah. the end, like oh, he yeah, is at least like sister. Yeah, and he's like, Oh, I'm just so glad that Carol Ann like he's the one that has the love at the end, and it mm-hmm. feels like it should be inverse. It feels like just because yeah. it's her biological aunt, I don't know, but and then like so I'll just I'll lump the rest of the family in right now with the dad and the daughter because again i feel like we didn't get that much we got a lot of the dad he uh, he is the more caring one his job is just that he works where he lives mm-hmm. at is it the sears tower or the hancock i think I'm it's forgetting.
0: hancock i looked at it's, the um yeah, address yeah. and when it popped up and i like i'm pretty sure hancock.
2: do people
1: live in the sears tower
2: no i well that's the issue i don't know that's what okay. i'm saying i, I, I so. wasn't but sure anyways. which
1: no, no. I, yeah. I, and I he just kind of like, maybe I'm missing something, but yeah, he
2: kind of like, on. is just a building manager. They don't really ever say he has like an office and, and like cares about the building. But, and then the daughter's just, you know, typical teenage daughter. I liked her a lot. I liked him a lot. Um, the plot, one of the plot lines that gets dropped. That doesn't make sense to me is like when they come back, they come back kind of evil. The two kids, which mm-hmm. I liked that idea. And then they just didn't, didn't do anything with it. But yeah. That's what I think of the rest of the family. If you guys want to.
0: Yeah, I mean, happen. yeah, I agree. It's like uh, Donna has kind of a cool plot line where, you know, she has then is left with Carol Ann and has a decision to make of, you know, being kind of like the good daughter and taking care of her cousin. But she decides to go out and party because Carol Ann says, you know, all good. I can take care of myself. Um, and then you've got the dynamic with her and Scott. I believe his name's his character's name, Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like that kind of side plot. I do like that. They sort of do a, a little bit of bouncing around in the building, which is cool of like, we see the different kind of units that they're living in. We see where he works. Like you said, we even see like the mall aspect of the building, which is cool. So you see all the different layers of this building and it sort of creates this world. Um, and her and Scott, the, that dynamic does a cool job of like jumping around the building, which is cool um but yeah i mean they they yeah they, they were fine
2: <laughs> this is the police we have you surrounded
0: come out with your hands up and your pants down
1: <clears throat> hello this is your camp director jeff quit pissing in the pool i will say one thing about the building that seemed like kind of strange to me i was like like the the security in that building is like the fucking pentagon like There's like Mm -hmm. audio everywhere. They're constantly dodging (laughs) uh, cameras like they're in a Mission Impossible movie. And it's also like if that camera picks you up, like your dad's not sitting there watching it. He's not going to go back through like the entire night on different (laughs) floors. Um, So, yeah, Yeah, I I just thought that was funny. But I do want to talk about one other character. And I I don't know her name but I want to talk about Scott and Marty's little sister. Yeah, I think they keep oh, calling mouth. mouth
2: and Martha. <laughs> yeah, I think it's at one point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Just like, was this just like in the peak of like when little kids being crude was like hilarious or something. Cause it's just like, <laughs> she's just constantly going off on them. I don't even remember like about what exactly, but it's just like, Anytime one of them, like, moves their head, she just, like, makes some sort of comment about what they're looking at or something. <laughs> that character was awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, Scott, my night is shining acne. Yeah, I think the, the, only other, the only other side characters, too, that I would mention is, like, we get Tangina back for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then, like, and she's, I like that actress. They kind of yeah. used her pretty well. Um, Dr. Uh, Seaton, as I mentioned, is, like, a great comic relief, With, like, his whole thought that she's mass hypnosing everyone and, like, is studying her at school. And then, like, his annoyance. He's like, oh, I've got a problem that I'm going to address right now. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of funny. And then I actually thought they gave Reverend Kane more more to do in this movie. And it made more sense. They were like, I don't think it was ever mentioned in the second movie. Like, I know there was the light and him attack. But it made sense that he was like, Carol Ann, I'm following you because you... Can bring us into the light and I ruined that for us. So we just need to cross over because that gave it kind of more of like a not not like I didn't like him, but I was like, I get why he's pursuing this young girl who has been in the spirit plane. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, but those are the only other those three,
1: you know, fun little addition. Yeah. One one second. I, I do wanna interject here before we move on because I know yeah, Andrew, please. you texted us saying you had a lot of thoughts about the therapist. Yeah. So I would love oh, to uh, hear your copious thoughts on this goofy well, motherfucker. I so I like
0: hated him, but in a great way. Like <laughs> uh, yeah, like yeah. I, I hated him in the sense of like, okay, he's, you know, non-believing of Carol Ann and diagnosing this kid as just a mass hypnosis. which is like so wild that's even crazier to me than like there's a spirit after her is like this massive um and then there's this scene with him and his wife his wife is like preparing dinner he gets the call from tangina where he thinks it's like a prank call so he's gonna go deal with it himself right then and there and then i think he his like exit line is like and make sure my dinner's warm when i get back and then like (laughs) walks out. I just he was like a fun character in the sense you you kind of are just like God this guy's the worst you know and so yeah yeah loved watching yeah. him
1: though put dinner on a low flame and don't forget the cilantro I love that it's an actor that we I don't think have seen in anything else either it's like no you know, that, he might that from he might be a just... character actor but sure. I would not recognize him know. in anything yeah. Yeah, I did, I did love the whole mass hypnosis thing. It's like you know you can go to where their house used to be. Like it's there's physical evidence of this having happened. I don't know what you're well,
2: talking it's, about. There was such a good throwaway line from the uncle where at one point he goes, "Well, oh, I'm just glad she's like talking about Carol Ann. I'm glad she's here. She can stay here as long as she needs." I mean, her dad did that, bl- blamed her for the whole bad investment in real estate that he did. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I like how they at least are like this is how it is explained in the world." You know what I mean? Mm. Like. I was like, oh, that makes sense that that is the story that eventually would be picked up by family and maybe the news and stuff. Like,
0: Yeah, like natural uh, disaster or something and he just happened to invest in it and then he's blaming his daughter for that bad decision. Makes sense.
2: Yeah, with
1: the yeah, story. Yeah, because they talk about that in the second one where they're talking about like how they're like financially ruined because they didn't get any insurance money from the house because it's like an act of God because, of course, they didn't believe that it got sucked into the earth. Or anything. <laughs> That's a lot of crap that doesn't mean anything. Shut up, C. Let's move it right along. Cody has his phone out, which means right. we are moving on to uh, Spot Hero's own three-minute <laughs> parking challenge. Perfect. Sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> that Cody. would be a good sponsor for this,
0: honestly. No, right. Yeah, you know, you got to park. Yeah. You got to park quickly. But if you're in a rush, just spot hero it up. You know.
2: Exactly. I feel like, yeah, I want to come up with a slogan. There's something there. I don't have it yet, but there's a slogan there. We'll figure um, it out. Yeah, like the spot hero speedy recap or something. Uh, anyway, I have three minutes on, the, on my uh, stopwatch. Andrew, three, two, one, go.
0: All right, so we start off. We're in beautiful Chicago, Illinois. We're in the John Hancock. Uh, we see Carol Ann. She's with her aunt, uncle, and cousin. And they're in this high-rise building. Uh, she has a, butt. Caroline has a buddy. It's the window washer, my buddy window washer. Uh, but that's not a window washer. That's the Reverend Kane. Oh man. Spooky, spooky. Um, they then are like going, getting ready for school. They have breakfast. We meet the family. They go down to the garage level where we meet some other characters that also live in the building. They're off to school. We meet Scott. We meet the mouth, uh, sister character, uh, in the van. <laughs> Um, Scott and Donna, the cousin, have, like, a little crush thing going on. Other spooky stuff happens. We see, like, the rev in the window of the car and all that. Um, then we find out the aunt and the uncle, what they do. The aunt is, like, has an art gallery opening that night that they're going to go to. The uncle works in the building. Crazy stuff's happening. A big crack through the center of, like, the glass all the way through the different levels is happening. So poltergeist stuff is happening. Um then uh we kind of flash oh at the school we meet the therapist character doc, the doctor Seaton character he thinks that caroline's making it all up <laughs> then jump to we're back at the uh we're back at the building there's a party for Donna to go to she goes to the party the and the uncle are out caroline's by herself the party's lame so then they go to the pool they steal some beers Scott steals a little smooch uh then Carol Ann is attacked by the Rev, and Tangina then like kind of comes to her and is like, oh, Tangina's on a plane by this point. She gets a vibe that something's wrong. She's coming to help. Uh, they get a vibe uh, to break the glass. Carol Ann escapes. She then goes down to the garage. Uh, the cousin sees this, comes down to try to help her. They all get sucked into the other dimension. Then basically, uh the aunt and uncle are made aware of this. Scott splashes out of the pool, but it frozen icicle. And he's like, oh, there, this is where they are. Tangina then goes and tries to communicate with them. They have some sort of a conversation. Uh, then a bunch of poltergeisty stuff happens <laughs> with the aunt and the uncle <laughs> and Carol Ann. They're trying to pull Carol Ann out of the glass. It's not Carol Ann. It's an evil twin version. Uh, Flash forward to Dr. Seaton, then tries to find Carol Ann. He dies on the elevator. He, like, breaks his back and dies. Uh, it's not Scott and Donna that came back from the Dimension world. They're still monsters. Then we jump to the aunt and the uncle break into Carol Ann's room. They have a big battle with the Reverend. And then Tangina is, like comes back because she dies at one point she comes back and she's like i'm gonna sacrifice myself and i'll take the reverend to the other side happy ending
2: i have the knowledge and the power (laughs) perfect perfect timing andrew right at the mark there's so much
0: that happens in that like big middle part
2: you You hit. I'm going to just immediately hop into my recap rating. Enough. Stop this stupid sideshow. I'm going to give this a solid 3.0 tiny little goblin Carol out of five. And that's because it's a good movie. But as soon as you said and then poltergeisty stuff happens like that last fourth or third of a movie, it's it's entertaining. It makes no sense all of a sudden, like. Yeah, Scott, Scott and Donna are monsters. We never see them again, except for we kind of see Donna with her family at the very end of the movie. Like Tangina touches the little girl and then becomes a husk of a human to which then Donna crawls out of her desiccated (laughs) corpse, um, which makes no sense. Like just all these things start happening. And I'm like, like, also, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. This is the only one where people actually die. Like the other ones are scary, but none, none of the characters die. So I was like, Oh, interesting. We're pivoting and like killing off characters, I guess. But like kind of for no rhyme and reason, like Dr. Seton falls on an elevator Mm -hmm. then we see him later. And it's not that he's just dead. He is now like a a fucking skeleton for no reason. Like, it's just like kind of random. And then, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. I would say if you are watching this in a movie marathon, like make it like if you're just doing random horror movies, make it the end of the night because you're going to enjoy it. But you're also going to want to tune out towards the end.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I I gave it, you know, I'm going to give it a uh, 2.5 out of five Tangina jeweled uh, amulets. Um,
1: mm. <laughs> so I forgot, uh, I forgot
0: to mention that part. There was a jeweled amulet that held certain mm. powers. Um, I think there are, once we get to where it's just the aunt and the uncle, like you were saying, Cody, it just seems like so kind of random and sporadic of like, what are they doing? Like, where are they going? Uh, and I think like Ryan mentioned this where it just doesn't seem like they care enough about even their own daughter, and Carol Ann, to where there's not like urgency to get them back. They don't have Angina or a different like psychic really helping guide them at that point. So it's just the two of them um, to where uh, the, the part where you think all is well and good is so strange because they really haven't solved anything, but they're just in the elevator and they think, Oh, we're good now. But I'm like, what about your daughter? And <laughs> what Uh, What about Carol Ann? Or I think maybe they have their daughter back, but they don't know it's the, you know, alternate dimension version of their daughter. Um, So, yeah, fun watch. Definitely had some really cool effects and, like, things, you know, the the visuals of, like Ryan said, the smoke and mirror aspect of it's very fun. Uh, But, yeah, towards the end, that's where I I probably took the most uh, small breaks throughout the movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to – I'll split the difference here, and I'm going to give this (laughs) 2.75. Five out of five mouths just because she's so great i honestly i gotta look up what she's up to i hope she's on cameo if she's on cameo the only two gifts the rest of you are getting for the rest of your lives are cameos from mouth Cody, feel free to tell your fiance that because that is a, it is now without question irrefutably your uh wedding gift only okay good good um She'll nice. love
2: it. Uh,
1: Yeah, but, you know, it, oh man, it, yeah, this movie is a little all over the place. It kind of feels like there were moments where it's like, I wish this was almost like a mini series so we could dive into more of like, mm-hmm. you know, the teens coming back as demons and like what's going on with like the rest of these people. Maybe we get a little episode for the kooky therapist who, you know, is trying to say that uh, six year olds hypnotize entire neighborhoods, that kind of stuff. But, yeah, you know, it's got it's got some really cool effects. It's got, you know, a lot of shining moments. But, yeah, it just kind of felt like maybe this needed a few more rounds of. Uh, I don't know about like revisions to the script or something, but, you know, something along those lines where it's like, yeah, you know, maybe we could think this through a little bit more. But, yeah, I still I still enjoyed it. Not bad at all. I'll just jump into the next uh, section here, if that's all right, Cody, in terms of like
2: absolutely
1: help or, the, help or hurt the franchise. I do think it righted some of the wrongs that uh, two gave us. As you know, uh, we didn't particularly care for two. That might be the most reviled movie we've watched so far. Uh, <laughs> not reviled, but you know, uh, not good. I'll say, I don't think, we I think would it say is the
2: current lowest awful. rating of our fake made up rating system.
1: Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's not good. Um, so I, I will say in that sense, I think this movie did help the franchise. It did kind of bring it back around a little bit. Um, overall in terms of the franchise I think maybe it helped a little bit but I, I think not having like a lot of the family there um, particularly the parents probably wasn't huge Um, and then as far as the franchise overall honestly I, I'll say this I'll keep it pretty plain and simple I think we should have just had Poltergeist and I think we should have just left well enough alone and I, I think that movie ended very very well I think it's a great standalone film uh, especially as a just a straight horror movie, we we figured it out. We got past it. We should have just moved on. So, um, I don't think we needed this movie. I don't think we needed the second movie.
2: Yeah, I. Yes, I I agree. I would say the question I would say is like, yeah, it helped the franchise, especially after what two did. But I still don't think we needed the franchise. Um, to answer those two questions, I. I don't even think I have anything different to say than you said, Ryan, it's just like such a good standalone. And then it just kind of meanders. And even though the third one's fun, they don't do a fourth one that like brings it back to being worth it or anything. So, um, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I mean, uh, I think you, uh, you even saying Ryan, the idea of having three as a, a mini series poltergeist show, I think is like very cool idea. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think I saw that there was a poltergeist TV show where it's like they hunted yeah. down things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I, don't know. I I love that idea of just movie standalone, no second, no third, a TV show. Very cool idea to kind of extend the world yeah. that they've created, uh, because I think one of the things I loved the most about. Poltergeist 3 is that the building is kind of like a character within it. You know, you have all yeah, these different yeah. areas and how the um, actual characters interact with the building. So, having like a, a TV show within that haunted giant, you know, John Hancock building would be
2: really cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're
1: so declasse.
2: Ryan, do you want to, do
1: you have any, do you know any of the production stuff off the top of your head you wanted to <laughs> hop into? Are you talking about, like, who directed or, like, the poltergeist specific stuff in terms of, like, what happened with, like, the cast and on set and stuff?
2: Yeah, I don't care who directed or wrote it. I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah <Okay>. you're right.
1: <laughs> I, I was just making sure. No, no. I, <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Well, because
2: the first one was written by, like, Steven Spielberg. Steve and Spielberg. it was, like, directed by Toby Hooper. But I think, yeah. I don't think either of them came back
1: for the second or third. I don't so know. No, no, yeah, no. not that I'm aware of. Um, yes. So I'll I'll jump into some of the things here and I don't have it pulled up in front of me. So if anybody else has, you can just Google poltergeist curse and kind of hit me with some stuff. But um, so first of all, there were some uh, some deaths amongst the cast. Uh, We mentioned uh, so the older sister from the first one, who I I think nicely is not mentioned in the second one, given the circumstances of her death, passed away uh, the same year the first one came out. Uh, the actress who played Carol Ann actually died at age 12, very unexpectedly, of what seemed like just a standard flu the same year as the third one came out. Um, I did mention this uh, next one in the, I think, the first episode, but the animatronic clown that the uh, Robbie is, like, attacked by in the first one, apparently, like, that animatronic actually attacked him to the point where Steven Spielberg, like basically saved his life <laughs> that is terrifying so that <laughs> yeah uh um, yeah, yeah the, the, a lot of the first one is is pretty terrifying which i think is like kind of adds to like what's cool about it uh and we've already mentioned this and i think this is probably maybe the most well-known one but the the corpses in the first one are actual corpses uh or bones more or less but that's something that that's wild to me um, there's another one about Tangina where she felt like she had some, they were doing like a photo shoot and she had, there was a, a flash of light from a bulb and she got like some very, very like strange feeling that came over her. And she said she knew that that picture was taken at the exact moment her mother passed away, um, that I I don't know how much that holds water and stuff in terms of method acting. She's just method
0: acting right there. You know? Yeah,
1: maybe I don't, I don't know. Um, and you know, there's, there's some other stuff, like there were some other deaths, but it was like, people had like, you know, they may have died like a little young and stuff, but you know, they were like to the point where like, they're like an age of retirement and stuff. So it didn't seem like it was as unusual as Carol. Yeah. And, and, stuff. um, Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Kane, uh, the guy
2: who played Kane in two and Taylor both died relatively shortly after, but from like medical related illnesses that like they mm. knew they had going into it. Right. Um, and then Taylor, the only other thing I could find really off the top of my head was when I did a quick Google is that Taylor uh, was a real life uh, shaman. So he performed a real life exorcism as kind of like a. Oh, I know how to actually do this. And it was like, imagine how the rest of the cast and crew probably felt during that ceremony or something. So there was just like, I think it led to a lot of early internet rumors about what's mm-hmm. real and what's not um, with the movie. But yeah,
0: was there something to, I read, they tried to do, maybe it was just an issue of um, scheduling, but one of the reasons why at the end of the movie, you only see the core family. So we actually don't get a resolution of Scott's character. The last we see of Scott, he's monster Scott. Um, but then the last we see of Donna, we at least assume it's now it's all the real family. It's Donna and Carol Ann and Pat and the uncle. Um, and I think it was because they, they originally shot an ending and it didn't work. And then they had to reshoot and it was just a big scheduling conflict. Um, so then, Scott, I guess they just didn't have him for it, so they were like nobody will nobody will care <laughs> or remember." Um, but that's like one of the sort of like things behind the ending of the movie is it was I guess a really sloppy oh. production process, and it was a little bit chaotic, so it kind of makes sense too, of like everything that we've said of the last sort of chunk is sort of just kind of all over the place,
2: yeah. I agree. It's over, baby! It's over, darling! Wow, I think that brings us to a wrap on the franchise, right? Ryan, am I missing a question? No, no. I think. Then I have one more question before we end this episode. Yeah. Which is, um, wow, of all the franchise we've reviewed, and Andrew, weigh in because you've listened to a lot <laughs> of the episodes. What's your favorite been so far for season one? Is this to Andrew or both
1: of us? To ever, I'll also answer it. But uh, yeah, whoever has one, probably scream. Just because like there's so many good movies in the franchise, like there's really only one dud out of six, which I think is is quite impressive. Um, I'd say probably my favorite movie that we've done so far is probably Back to the Future.
0: But yeah, I was gonna say Back to the Future I probably, for the franchise because yeah. I mean it's just that was the first one that kind of came to mind. Um, but then once you said scream, I think I did a very hard shake of my head as yes. So uh, mm-hmm. I agree with both of those <laughs> answers.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I really, Beautiful. I'm going between scream and this will make you scream, Ryan oceans, the oceans franchise. Yeah. Cause those are those some those really are fun, great. goofy apps yeah. for, uh, especially like having Sarah on who, uh, Because of how much she loved them, you could never love them enough. So you were on the opposite (laughs) side of that, which was hilarious.
0: If you hear my silence, it is because this was bad for my marriage. This is just not good.
1: It's got to be a five out of five. Five out of five. You know how important this is to me. Yeah. We watched this last night. I like this movie. You fell asleep in it. That had nothing to do with the film. I really like those movies, too. People were coming after me, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say, I I hope George Clooney drowns. I said, it's a four out of five movie. (laughs) Like, it's good. Well, you heard it here, George Clooney. Ryan threatened you. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's been George Clooney for 30 years. I'm sorry. Stay. Finish your tea. I've got to go. Andrew, thanks again for coming back. Yeah, thanks for having me Thanks so much at some point. Yeah. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Enjoy your Thanksgiving and we'll see you back for Christmas. Uh, We'll
2: deck the halls. I didn't have, I didn't know what to say. I'll see you later. Bye everybody. Jingle bell. Jingle
1: bells. (laughs) (laughs)